This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to foobarradio.com for more details. Sarah Love and Mice Diggy on Fubar Radio. You are damn right, mother lovers. How are you lot doing out there? This is Fubar Radio. You're locked into the Sarah Love show with Mice Diggy. Oh, 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 oh. Sarah Love? Yeah. There ain't no Sarah Love here. Well, you know, you just got to wait for me to intro you, maybe, and then uh, okay, I can explain right. why your voice is What's so deep, Sarah. <laughs> What's going on? I'm Mice Diggy, but today, unfortunately, we don't have the beautiful Sarah Love in the house. We have the... One and only Chew, a.k.a. Chewbacca. I would have said beautiful, but then you might get offended. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, uh, I just get, I've been I'm a bit bored of that. I've heard it so many times, obviously. So. Yeah, I believe you. So, yeah, my co-host for today is Chew. And uh, we're going to be bringing you a whole bunch of, you know, what we usually bring you. We got uh, Sarah Love's going to be calling in. She's in a secret location, I do believe, uh, in South Africa. We're going to find out where that secret Ooh. location is. So it won't Intriguing. be a secret anymore. We like treasure um, hunt. So she's going to be reporting from the streets and letting us know what she's up to, why she's getting all that vitamin D, and we've yeah. got to be here. I was ill yesterday, man. But you soldiered it, I heard. Bro, seriously ill. Like, really ill. What were you laid out with? I don't know. I, don't, I think I was just run down, like, doing a bit too much over the last week. And then, uh, yeah, eventually it caught up with me. So I was like, you know what? I can't miss out on this. Food bar radio. Well, I would have had your back. I would have had your back if you couldn't have made it. I was in bed with a woolly hat on, my thermals, (laughs) sweatshirt, jeans. Yeah. (laughs) Sweating it out. I want to see a picture of that. Is that on Instagram? Nah, nah. I'm not one of those people. No, you're not one of them ones. (laughs) Okay. Have you got any food pictures then? Uh, yeah, I've food got food pictures, pictures okay. and what it looks like after you've eaten it as well. I put those pictures <laughs> up because it's only right to keep the balance. You can't, you know what I mean? It's not really fair that you you just show how the food looked when you know Damn when right. you were about to take it in. You might as well let them know what it's like when you had to take it out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, so how, how how far ahead are we talking? Are we talking literally just after you've eaten, or are we going? To- nah, because it takes about um, twenty four hours. So I wow. usually put up like the you know. Okay. The other side of it, like the next day. Remember what? I, remember the? <laughs> <laughs> remember that tofu salad that I was eating. <laughs> Love yeah. that tofu. Yeah, but I feel good now, man. I'm excited about the show today. My man Chew is going to be holding me down. We got <laughs> Nat producer in the house as well. Hey. Uh, we're going to have um, a, a very special guest by the name of Dirty Dyke coming through and letting us know about his LP. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That'd um, be it was released a few months ago, but um, it's an interesting LP, and I, I want to hear more about what he's got to say about it. Um, Sucking on prawns in the moonlight—it's called. That's the one. Yeah, that's high a, focus. That's an interesting name, no? Yeah. Title. Yeah. And I think they got the new uh, vid out just recently, didn't they? As well, Crystal Cindy, I think it's called. So yeah, nice. that was pretty dope as well. Like a cool little uh, time time lapse video. Ah, look sick. Look right. Dope. Look dope. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to speaking to him. And then we got a whole bunch, as usual. We got the big up, big ups. Uh, a special big up this time. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, this is the show where uh, ignorance and intelligence walk that thin line, and also do the running man on it. Now, unfortunately, the intelligence side is all the way in South Africa somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where. So. We're going to give an ignorant big up just Within, to keep that balance. Do that crip walk across it. The more you get to know me, the more you appreciate that I, I like a balance in life. I like a bit of the good with the bad, the rough with the smooth. Mellow mm. uh, uh, with the hyper. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so we'll have the big up. We've got a bunch of tunes as well. Obviously, Maestro Investigates. You know I always have a serious topic that Very is dear serious. to my heart. I need to find out from you lot. Super sleuth. We want to find out who's listening in, so please hit us up on Twitter, at Fubar Radio. Also, hiphop at Fubar Radio.com. Mm-hmm. 
and make sure you let us know exactly how you're feeling today. It's one of them Mondays, you know what I mean? It started off sunny. And then it got a bit groggy, right? Yeah, bit, uh, I, I woke up like, oh, am I still alive? Oh, yes, I am. The sun was shining. It was like, oh. It got me out of bed as well. Yeah. Got me out of bed, and man. then like, what? By midday, all of a sudden, it's cloudy. It's like, nah, don't get too happy, my yeah. <laughs> Don't get too fucking happy. Get back here. under those covers. So, you know, we, we always want to make sure we bring the sunlight to you, mother lovers, on a, on a moody Monday. Right here on Food Bar Radio. Cool. So well, let's give them a little music right now, man. Let's give them something to get them uh, ready for uh, what's going to go on today. What have we got? We're going to hit them with Apollo Brown. Yeah, baby. That's exactly how we got to feel right now. Getting higher than giraffe pussy. How limo? How high can that be? I mean, you stand on your toes and try and reach that shit. Uh, go on. I'd have Especially to get, you. I'd have to get a step ladder <laughs> to the interview. I'd have, to get a giraffe, I'd have to get a giraffe to get to the giraffe. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if, that, if yeah, that's that'd possible. Be quite hard. Speaking <laughs> of which, though, so th- th- that leads on well to our, uh, you know, what we want to do, like, is big up somebody. Every every week, Sarah makes sure that we keep a positive outlook on, on that's right. you know, things that that's go right on. Because there's do. a lot of negative stuff that goes on in the world that can really Very bring negative. us down, really make us feel like, why should we carry on living? But then every once in a while, or even more often than once in a while, there are people out there that influence people in a way that is positive. Definitely. That make things happen in a positive life. And we want to try our best to like big them up every Acknowledge week, them, like we acknowledge their work. Make sure we give them the... Big up, big up! Oof. Before I even go in on this guy, uh, or before we let him talk, let, you, know, you know... He's a humanitarian. You may know him. He's, he was quite big for a few decades. He's sort of been relevant even till now. A few, boy. A few decades is exactly. an understatement. He's um, been affiliated and sort of uh, um, been linked to certain charities like um, Children with Leukemia, Comic Relief, wow. uh, Great Ormond Street, Greenpeace, mm. Muhammad Ali Parkinson Centre, PETA. You know, the dude's done a lot. He's written a lot of incredible songs. Um, Been part of an, an amazing band, a very influential band from um, massive Liverpool band. That have, that's right. Arguably created pop music. You could, you could go there. You could go there, man. You could go there. And he's still about today doing stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of it's a bit dodgy. Can't even. But you know what I mean. He's still to me. I think this guy deserves a big up because on this day, January the twenty fifth in nineteen eighty, he was released. From a Tokyo prison. That's right. That's that's not easy to do, you know, especially for what he got caught for. And for a foreigner, huh? And as a foreigner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. As a foreigner, he got released. He got let off nine days for doing some shit that if me and you tried to do it, that's it. We're we're done. With. No one's Game ever going to hear from us again. And to me, that is influential. When that you is. have that kind of power, you know what I mean. To be able to, to get there and then go, look, do you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah, this jail's cool, but where's my rice krispies? Where's my toast? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he I was want getting... I with the gold top. Where's my sushi? Yeah. Like, sort me out, bruv. You know what I mean? Saki all night. I'm sure he was <laughs> laughing in there, man. So he spent, he spent um, how many days was it? Nine, Nine days. days in jail? Nine days. And was released on the um, 25th of January in 1980. He got arrested for... Well, we'll let him say it. Let's let him say it. One of the things that comes over in Wingspan is that uh, I got arrested in uh, Tokyo at one point later in the story. Um for carrying marijuana. And we'd been told, whatever we did, don't take it into Japan. Very severe penalties. Turned out the penalty was seven years hard labor. Um, And we fully thought we weren't going to. That's fine, you know, we won't take it in. 
For some reason, and I still can't explain, I took some in, and rather a large amount. And the, the weirdest thing that I really don't get, you know, when you look back on parts of your life, you think, was that, was I there? You know, that, because that is weird. I look back on that now, and I can see the guy opening my suitcase, and right on the top is this big bag of grass. And, you know, I didn't even put it in a sweater or put it, hide it. And there is a story people have put to me that I was framed, which actually makes more sense to me as time goes on, but I don't think I was. I think I was just stupid, and I paid the penalty. Hey. This is life, you know, this is a, an old sailor's life. You do these things, you know, laddie. Ha <laughs> ha. So, yeah. Big up to Paul McCartney, big man. Up Paul McCartney's definitely got to get there. Big up, big up. <laughs> uh, a small bag. I think I read, uh, thanks to my, my housemate Chris, um, a small bag to Paul McCartney is half a pound. Half a pound, man. Half a pound. If this you don't dude... notice that in your bag, <laughs> they should wait. This dude took half a pound of weed to Japan. Everyone knows you get your arms and legs chopped off in Japan for like, you know, just a joint. And he took half a pound of weed. Oh. Or maybe he just beat the rat by, uh, for his nine days inside, he must have read up a lot of law books and uh, found a loophole. I don't know, man. Got but I, I just find that so hilarious. And the fact that he even sounds high when he's talking about it, but the fact that he's like... I don't even know why I did it. I, don't uh, <laughs> I think I think I know where the other half of the bag went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other half a pound, boy. <laughs> so big ups to um, you know Paul McCartney, man. He's still doing it. Like I said, you know I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed with the Rihanna Kanye West tune that I kept having to hear uh, in the gym because uh, it was yeah that wasn't really motivated or nothing. But well, yeah. made you do your, your workout a bit quicker though, didn't it? <laughs> Just to get it really? done. No, there's no okay. motivation in it. All right, fair enough. Go that's why. Get... That's why people listen to like proper trancey house it's like oh okay my heart's beating that sort, that sort of pace so you, you could get away with it then but listening to just like some acoustic tune with what do you like listen to actually what do you like listen to what do you listen to when you're uh, I listen panting. to weird shit I listen to like rumba and like oh, really yeah 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 because it's all fast it's like you're just like ooh wow. in. okay yeah, I, but, I didn't think that yeah that's why I'm run down you know what I mean? It's going into hard. Yeah, you wouldn't think it. Like, yeah. my coach, he's always talking about um, listen to the music, you know. Yeah, just if you're doing, um, if he's like shadow boxing or whatever, he'll be like, yeah, listen to the stuff you really, you know, so listen to some hip hop or listen to Cool G rap or da da da. I'll be like, nah, I'll be listening to. We tried Jungle. Like some old school, you know, Have you done Jungle? Cuban music. Nah, man, Jungle's the one, man. Dirty, dirty, filthy jungle. What, to work out to? Yeah. 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 Oh, is that what yeah. you do? Yeah. Yeah. Or that yeah. hardcore, like... Yeah, some old school stuff from my boy Deeps, I think. is uh, uh, Source Direct, Dirty, ch- dirty Tune, Dog A lot style. of people like um, uh, House and Garage as well. Like, I notice a lot of people like old school Garage to work out to. Okay. Is that body classes, though? Body combat classes Probably. or something? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, what's it called with the... Um, when they're cycling in a... Spin... Spin, yeah. Something. Spin, is it just spin? Spin cycle. Spin cycle. Yeah. Yeah, and that seems yeah. to me like a garage type thing to do. Okay, yeah, garage yeah, but you've heard those guys are all like self help sort of uh, red kind of motivators, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on! I don't know why I went Austri- Austrian there. But <laughs> <laughs> I haven't met any Austrians doing. Austrians? Austrians love to work out, though. No, but I'm only thinking of one Austrian in specific. <laughs> no, he's obviously not in uh, in your fitness first in Edgeware. Well, so. I've got to, I've got to work out what I should be w- working out to really then because obviously the, the doing this whole like rumba salsa thing is not, you know what I mean, it's not really helping me out. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's, no, no, your no, no. Your I'm getting run though. down by the shit. I'm getting too excited about it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I need something that's going to keep me level, keep that balance there. That balance. Not where I'm going in so hard that I'm like, right, I've got to go to bed with a snowman outfit. Well, on. if you've got any suggestions for what songs Marshall should be uh, listening to, what he works out, maybe I'll send be them listening over. to something like this. This is a track I really like. Um, it's off the Lice EP with uh, ASAP Rock and Homeboy Sandman, produced by Optics, and it's called Cats. From 4pm on FUBAR Radio. Man, I love that music right there. I ain't going to lie. It's you beautiful, know, man. Yeah, just you, there's nothing I'm like a cheap sounding keyboard. I'm going to have to download that and play this my girl later. Play the trumpets. Get in the right mood. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Run a bath. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go oh, on. That's hilarious. So, yeah, you just heard Cats by uh, Apollo Brown. Um, Apollo Brown. Aesop Rock <laughs> and uh, Homeboy Sandman off the uh, Lice EP produced by Optics, man. I, I really like that track. It just tracks me up. You know, just the idea of like, okay, people always saying, Cats better blah, 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 man. Cats better sort themselves up. Yeah, they just like, we'll do a whole tune about that. Optics. Pretty smooth, man. Pretty smooth. Anyway, as you all know, it is a serious moment in the um, Sarah Love and Mines Diggy show. Where, so uh, serious, me. I have to do my best and find out something that's really been bugging me for the last week or so. Maybe even my entire life. Okay. And I just don't realize it. But this is a good time where I can find out from you guys. Please hit us up at Fubar Radio or hip hop at foobarradio.com. And fi- I-, I just need to find out a few things. But first of all, hit my music so I can get into my groove. Yeah, that's right, baby. You're damn right. Maybe a little bit ill, but still alive. It is the voice of chocolate velvet cake in your ears, baby. You're damn right. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you down to the Food Bar Radio Cafe where we give you exactly what you need alongside my co-host by the name of Chu. Oh, damn. My name is My Sack Hayes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. My Sack Hayes. And that'll be Chu Hefner. And we make sure you get blazed and reach that giraffe pussy high. Uh, yeah. Yeah, baby. So, um, all right, this time around, man, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was like, wow, I really want to try deep sea diving. <laughs> no, 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 serious. I, like, I, I thought was, you guys didn't really like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, you know what I mean? I, I'll try to break the mold. I'll try to break the stereotype okay. and be a good swimmer, not be afraid of the water. Get your badge. Yeah, listen to more rock music. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to balance out my life here, but it doesn't really work. I was like, man, I'd like to do that. I'd like to try um, skydiving. I'd like to try uh, rock mountain climbing and stuff. But that shit's, that shit's fucking expensive, man. When you look into it, the amount of qu- equipment you've got to get, it's like, right, this is... It's when you go with a mate. You got all of that stuff. <laughs> There's some of those season guys. That's probably the best thing to do, isn't it? Is just find somebody who's like, yeah, they've got all this shit anyway. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can borrow you. You've got a spare parachute as well. As long as I can belay you, you should yeah. be fine. <laughs> I've learned the words. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but it just sounds you're, cool when you're, you see You'll it. definitely need one. Uh, if you don't know what it means, you'll definitely need one. That's when they just sort of help you uh, back up and down or whatever in case you uh, lose your grip or your footing. <laughs> so I was like, man. The one thing holding me back seems to be this money shit, man. It's like me being able to afford this. And I felt like there's probably a bunch of people out there as well that are going through the same thing. So I figured this week, I'm going to investigate this. What would you do if money didn't matter? Please let me know, mother lovers. What would you do if money didn't matter? What? Hit us up at Fubar Radio. Hit us up, hiphop at fubarradio.com. 
Okay, true. What would you do if money didn't matter? Basically, meaning, what are the things that you feel like, shit, man, I would fucking fly to the moon? Ah, uh, okay. I you think, know what I mean? I, I always thought you were going to be existential about it, and I would have said, I'd be happy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What would I do if money didn't matter? I'd just um, go on the beach and Hey, man, and I'd swim. just chill, you know, just get to find me in the self and shit. Um, I don't know. I, I probably actually would go to the beach, actually. Yeah, that would probably actually be my first thing. Go to a wicked-ass, freaking isolated, desolated beach. Isolated and desolated? Is that word? I don't know. Um, something like that. Something like that. Some, somewhere nice, maybe Brazil or something. Brazil, you know? Get some of that good barbecue food. Um, I don't. I don't think cars matter to me that much, but I would like to get a nice car. Um, what type of car? When you're saying a nice car, like yeah. just top, literally top of my head because you're one already today. in a decent enough car. So I'm wondering, like, where you? Oh, well, what's your... Thank you very much. Um, I don't know. I quite like six foot. I don't. I don't. I don't know if we can. I don't want to advertise though. I don't know if we can. Hey, uh, we can. Is, hey, uncensored, well, if you're listening, undeniable, <coughs> unfuckwittable. If you're, unlis- if you're listening, BMW, um, I could do the BMW Six Series, the Six Forty I in black. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it just looks pretty dope. The not BMW very, Six Series. Yeah, Six Forty I. I think Boy. not very economic, not very environmentally friendly. But um, hey, if it didn't matter, if it didn't I'd matter. Get it. Damn, is that it then? That's the, I don't so know, man. That's what I'm saying. It's quite a tough one. I was just saying, existential. There's so many things chill. in life that you could do. You could buy like an ounce of crack. <laughs> I do that anyway, mate. Chop that up, sell it. I, I just make don't more, use money. Buy more crack. You could just be like the top shot that king. didn't need to shot. Imagine that. That's balling. You could be crack like, king. I don't even need to do this shit, but I can afford to do it. Yeah, take me to jail. I'll pay somebody hey, well, to get me out. But if money didn't matter, then surely people wouldn't need to pay you for the crack. So then you wouldn't make any money. That's a nah, good point. This is but, what. Crackheads are dumb enough to pay you for that shit, though. After a while, the brain cells that even... Man, I've done some crazy shit for it, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that one time when yeah, I sold yeah, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the hookup with that guy, man. That was cool. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Please hit us up. I want to find out what you guys would want to do with your life if money didn't matter, because we all know these are the handcuffs that we're held by. What dreams do you want to achieve? What do you, what do you want to get? What would you, what would you actually want to do? Talk like, literally? At FUBAR Radio on Twitter. And also hip-hop at foodbarradio.com. Please let us know, what would you do if money didn't matter? And for now, we're going to go into... Uh, Chew, Chew actually picked this, man. I'm really yeah, glad boy. he did, because, you know, one, the guy, one of the guys on this tune, man, that for me, oh. is, is up there. That's like top... In my top five, this guy's in there. Same. Do you know what I mean? And I, I've, I think this might have been the first time we got to hear him as well. Is it? I think so. On this tune, Firewater, uh, Fat Joe featuring Raekwon, Armageddon, and Rest in Peace. Big, Big pun. Hit me. Damn. You're a goner. Woo! That's wicked to hear man, that. I've known that, that for ages. Takes me back, boy. I love that tune, man. That's from my boy and producer, Jimmy Logic, as well. He's a big Raycon and a big Pun fan as well. Oh, so. is it? Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, you, you can't. I mean, Pun was just on that level of. You know, when he came out, it was like, "Wow, who is, who is this? this dude, man?" Yeah, just going in, hardly sounding like he's breathing. Yep. You know, and just constant like, he wasn't just as well. I remember like first hearing him, I used to be, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, he's all right." Like, you know, he's just saying a bunch of stuff. Okay, he's yeah. not really. And then but listen. then when you really listen to him, he's like punchlining, you know, metaphors and whatnot. But 
still with that relentless that relentless machine energy flow. man the, crazy the, 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 uh, I remember Jargs even um, I think you remember Jargs Jargon mm. Bargons but um, yeah man I remember him sort of saying even like on the sort of more mainstream sort of, you know, R&B kind of flexes did still do the same yeah, vibe yeah, still yeah, go yeah, mad mental player yeah. and all that shit yeah. man he was yeah. saying some raw stuff yeah, man. he didn't sort of uh, cheese up or nothing so sad man it's hard to deal with you know when you lose um, some of these like the quality rappers out yeah. there it's, a, it's really yeah. like it can touch you man like shit who else, who else did you miss? Big L? Yeah, man. Come same. on, man. And even Biggie and Pac. I mean, for me, like, I, you know, for me, Biggie and uh, Big Pun and Big L are my Biggie and Tupac. You know, okay. like, everybody praises him. Yeah, He's yeah, the king yeah. of hip-hop okay. and, you know, okay. whatever. But for me, they were the cats that I was listening to, like, yo, that's that's some next-level shit. Because it was entertaining. It wasn't just about one side of things. It was it was funny. It was the way it the was, delivery, everything about them, man. Yeah. The whole package. Was, and yeah, the whole street wicked. shit as well, you know. They they covered the street shit, but it was never too serious nah. enough for you to... You'd see them laughing in videos and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. There'll be a lot of jokes involved. And for me, that was what... You know what I mean? It's like... what You get to a certain age, you realise all that street shit is, is just... That's the young man's thing. It's like bullshit kind of... Oh, I'm worried about what they think of me. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is that. And then, so as you get older, you can really take the piss out of it. You know, like Sean Price was a similar okay. where he's he's come from that world, but he knows that really and truly, it's like it's not it's not the one. You know what I mean? Mm. So in the end, man, it's hard. And rest in peace to Sean Price as well, man. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, we miss we missed a lot of cats. Big but braids. What we're gonna do now? We're gonna. I do believe we're gonna hit the streets of uh, some unknown place in South Africa tonight. where uh, yeah this girl's deserted us this week left us know. in the lurch oh, yeah, no. I don't know what, what happened there but somehow some way she managed to jump on a boat was it a boat or a plane what was, <laughs> was it, it both? Or was it a giraffe was you on a giraffe <laughs> planes trains automobiles planes trains and automobiles what's going on Sarah love what are you up to Oh, I'm good. We're it's missing good to you, be, man. It's funny to be on the other yeah. end of the line <laughs> doing a call. I'm, I'm keeping like, your seat oh, warm. Wow, this is what it's like yeah. we're on. She's yeah, keeping the seat doing, warm. I'm all good, Sarah Love. How's you? Yes, it's good, man. I'm, I've been sweltering. Not to rub it in or anything, yeah. but I have been kind of sweltering. So you're going to reveal you're going to reveal to your listeners? Where are you? Yeah. So right now, I'm in Johannesburg in South Africa. Oh, Jupiter. Um, oh, Lord. Yeah, but I'm in um, Soweto, which is like the hood kind of thing. I mean, this Soweto is like a very uh, key place in the history of like, uh, you know, liberating South Africa and everything. This mm. is the home of uh, Nelson Mandela and the whole mm. ANC movement and everything. So, um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm out here. Causing sort trouble. Of, well, no, not cool chilling at all. Yeah, basically. <laughs> out there causing trouble. But, um, right? Is it all business? Is it any pleasure? Uh, I am getting to uh, do some catch uh, up with family and things like that, so that's oh, nice. really like special. And you know, cool. getting to see people that I haven't seen for for time, they're just running around making sure I'm doing all the key stops and all that good stuff. Mm. But yeah, it's it's just crazy to be out here, you know. Because I, I mean, have you you guys been to Africa before? Yeah, I've uh, been to Ghana. I haven't been to Northern. I haven't, I haven't been to South Africa, though. I've just been Northern. It doesn't really count. I've been, <laughs> been to Morocco. Morocco. Yeah, yeah, that's Africa, man. Yeah, it's Africa. They might not look African, but they're they African. African. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where, with that question, are you African yeah. or Jamaican? That's where it falls down, really. Cause are you African or Jamaican? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work there, does it? No. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Or West but Indian. No, I mean, it's yeah, always... That's what people say, though, man. Yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. 
Yeah, we were talking about that before, yeah. innit? Like, people think that we're yeah. West Indian, and then they go, yeah. oh. Just assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a whole continent. Because that's one of the things that I find amazing about every time I visit Africa, mm. is that everybody's black. Ah. And it's kind of like, you, you know, you forget that, like, you know, when you grow up in Europe, yeah. you're always used to being in the minority, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's know? true. But then it's like, when you're in Africa, it's like, suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, damn. Yeah. I'm not the minority like, anymore. Yeah, then you see and someone so, of, uh, some, from somewhere else and you're like, oh, wow, what is it like for them here? I wonder yeah. what they're doing here. Like, yeah, that, that, was, that, to be honest, that was like me in Beijing. Mm. I just in saw Beijing? Whole, man, yeah. I just saw a whole sea of Chinese people. I was like, I've not seen this many Chinese people before. Oh, I thought you... Th- you I thought you were saying that they were looking at you like yeah, they knew they knew here? I wasn't from there as well though it was weird it was weird really. she's yeah. Chinese by the way for people oh who sorry yeah, yeah. You, that, you might not sound it Wow. But so, yeah, no, it's the same um, here in South Africa. People just blatantly looking at you yeah. like you just stepped off a spaceship. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like it's, you definitely stick out like a sore thumb out here. But yeah, I mean Soweto, which is like a, a township where you know uh, black people were just like forcibly moved from mm. wherever they live and just sent to live in in Soweto. This is like back in you know like say the fifties, sixties sort of time, and um, and so out here. You never would see, you know, you only see black people. But then this time being uh, being here is the first time where I've ever seen, like, white people in Soweto who aren't my dad. So mm. it's, like, it's quite a new uh, new experience. But then also it's funny because there's been quite a few um, things going on in South Africa in the news at the moment. Have you guys heard about this story with my stuff? Come on, man. You know we don't listen to fucking radio and shit, man. Nah, nah, I heard about it. What's, what's the deal? So he's saying that he had a... A world passport? What's a world passport? Hmm. I don't know. He just <laughs> needs to put the crack pipe down yeah, or something, was, man. Because it was a fake wow. passport, basically. Just, uh, yeah, I guess basically this is what it, it boils down to. Because I think he's been living in... He first visited the, uh, South Africa in like 2013 or something. Hmm. And he's been in and out of the country like in that whole time. But on his... U.S. passport. I think basically he's just one of these people who's trying to take advantage of the economic collapse that's going on out here, courtesy of the wonderful leader Jacob Zuma. Um, Serious. uh, Yeah, and so he's living out here. He brought his family out here, but then he's coming to like UK and Europe and U.S. doing shows and things. Like I remember last time he came out to the U.K. and doing some like half-assed show, and Mm. fans were really like vexed and stuff. So he's just taking earning pounds but then just coming out to live it big in South Africa. And I don't know what led to him thinking. That was a good idea. Oh, 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 easy, oh, oh yep, you got Uh-oh, out. that's that uh, South African uh, technology out there, boy. That's that third world oh, connection, baby. Yeah. <laughs> genuine Sarah. third world problems. Uh, you're, cut, you're cutting out on us. Yeah, this is a genuine third world problem you're going through right now. You're cutting out on us. Uh, <laughs> it, or, might be, or, uh, or it might be Azuma, it Azuma might be Mobile. Nat. Maybe Azuma Mobile is not work. Just That's Azuma my student, that accent. That's not me. <laughs> Do they so still you know. use Azuma Mobile out there? <laughs> the, the, I think they're probably... I haven't actually seen it. Can you find out, please, sir? It's very oh, important. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that research for you right away. Yeah, I'll get, get <laughs> it. No, but I just think, like, you know, most definitely just taking liberties, really, kind of thing. And then even, you know, the home... And then he's put out, like, some statement on Kanye West's website where he's, like, saying 
kind of calling artists, a call to arms to artists to like not do any shows in South Africa because they're, you know, taking advantage of his human rights and all of this kind of stuff and he should be able to travel wherever he wants. But, you know, the South African Home Affairs uh, uh, spokesperson is like, look, we've never heard of the document you presented at the airport. So, wow. you know, you've got to respect, like, our country's laws. Like, you, you can't be doing it. But, yeah, he's been uh, arrested. He's out on bail. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gangsta. he's got to, like, make appearances, like, on specific days and then going to trial on in uh, March kind wow. of thing. So, you know, it's pretty serious, serious. Um, deal. But, yeah. mm, but yeah. this is why it's, like, it annoys me with so many, like, performers and, like, celebrities where they just think... You know what? The rules that apply to everyone else don't apply to them, and they can just do whatever they want. <laughs> Paul McCartney, man, Paul McCartney, for example, yeah. him up earlier for that. Still, I can't. You know what I mean? And if uh, Kanye gets uh, 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 most F gets over this, we'll have to big him up as well. I don't know. Okay. So, so when you're <laughs> no, saying definitely don't deserve the big up. <laughs> so when you're saying he's taking advantage, um, what what you know? What is he doing there? Why did he decide to move to South Africa? Basically, in South Africa, you've got um, Jacob Zuma, who is just like a nightmare leader. He's this guy where you've got kids in the street who are like starving, mm. and he's got like a gold-plated swimming pool kind of thing. And this is the guy pool. who's the lead type business and the helicopter pad all paid out of like taxpayers' money and wow. stuff. Yeah. And then just in the last month, he fired like the finance minister out here and then just gave his friend the job his friend who has no political experience, no finance experience. And so as soon as he did that, it's like the currency here crashed. And so now all of a sudden, you know, money you were earning a good job is now worth half that amount. So if you're someone who's earning money doing shows as a hip-hop artist in Europe and in U.S., you know, you've got big money when you, if, you're, if you're living in South Africa. So he bought his family here. And so, yeah, this is why I just think is that, you know, I just lost a lot of respect for him because there was a lot of uh, stories I was hearing of shows happening over the last couple of years, you know, as well, where it was just half-hearted, not really, you know, not get turning up mad late. And, you know, for people, if you spent like £30 for a ticket for a concert, you know, you want more than 10 minutes on stage or something, Mm, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. yeah, and so I think he's um, now he's suddenly realizing, oh damn, like I actually have to, you know, be answerable to the law. I can't just do whatever the hell I want. So, but yeah, no, it's like serious business. I'm trying to figure out the timeline of this. Is this around the time the whole Yasin Bay thing started? Like, oh, okay, yo, let me change my name. Word, if I change my name, <laughs> then they might not know that there's passport. Diff- yeah, yeah. Is there anything to do with that? I around- think- well, I think that was kind of something that was obviously going on with him personally around that whole time. But no, this has all literally happened in the last couple of weeks kind of thing. He's where, and the charges that he's got is using a false identity, using an unlawful document, aiding and abetting his family to stay in South Africa um, illegally. But so this is like serious jail time that he's potentially facing. So no, what I'm talking about is when he moved there, you said he moved there a couple of years ago. Was it two or three years ago or something like that? I think they said in 2013 was the first time he visited South Africa, oh, but then he's been in God. and out of the country on a U.S. passport mm. since then. So, but in, I think he uh, changed his name a while before that. Yeah, it's been about four or like five it. years yeah. or something yeah. like that. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, I, oh I just, just, checking, yeah. just checking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing, man. So is he all over the news right Idiot. now then on, on uh, TV, radio and whatnot? Is, are they speaking about him or...? 
Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of talk about him here because it's just like, you know, he's just kind of taken it as a whole. He's just going to diss the whole country and all Serious. the... You, I mean, on the Kanye West website, is this a statement from him just saying, like, no more parties in South Africa. Like, they're take, trying to mess with my human rights. I'm entitled to do what I want. I'm an, um, you know, civilian of this earth and all this stuff. And it's like the government... Say, my name, like, yes, in mate, there's laws. Wow. Yeah, it's and so, yeah, you know, I just think, listen, you're just it's just a liberty to now turn it into a thing where you're just dissing the whole country and all these fans yeah, out here yeah, who yeah, 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 love yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's already, not feeling it. It's already weird enough that he dis, he decides to, like, you, my world, pa- I've never heard of a world, world passport before, but all of a sudden, <laughs> this intelligent rapper, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's all, it's like, yeah, I don't think yo. many people... Yeah, I don't think many people had heard of the World Passport. It's definitely not like a recognised <laughs> document, docu- legal document sort of thing. I think yeah. he just like wrote it on the back of a cigarette box or something and was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> yo, I'm like, in, this is Africa, yo. Kind of y'all ain't supposed to know about this shit. Y'all third world motherfuckers ain't supposed to know about no real now let me in <laughs> exactly Jesus, but then that's man. why it's also a liberty because when you think how little like the average American knows about Africa kind mm. of thing you know it's like they're just going to believe whatever he's saying that's true and as he's well. just chatting mm, all this sad. this like nonsense just dissing the whole country and it's like no that's not how it, it runs out yeah have either of you guys heard of um, Cecil Rhodes um, Cecil Peebles I've heard of but not Cecil Rhodes <laughs> I know about the Rhodes yeah. piano Nah, oh, Rhodes Piano. Yeah, yeah. Is he anything to do with yeah, that? Yeah, no, no. I hope not. If he is, that would really break my heart. <laughs> Why? Yeah, but no, I really hope Cecil not. No, that's another, like, that's another big um, story here at the moment. Cecil Rhodes, he's like, um, he was the president of South Africa in, like, the late 1800s or something. But he's basically, like, <laughs> notorious old, racist. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, still alive. Yeah, he's, he's getting on. Still grinding. He's getting on. But he's... You know, but he's one of he's like notorious racist, mining magnet. He's like behind the De Beers uh, diamond empire. He's like uh, worked closely with the Rothschilds family. That's the family that um, Jay Electronica married into. And he's just like a hardcore imperialist kind of thing who just thinks like black people, you know, he openly would say black people are just like barbarians kind of thing, savages and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, he was a revered figureheads like in British Empire days and stuff so you you know his wow. statues are around and you, you know um, uh, Zimbabwe and Zambia used to be called Rhodesia but that's named after him oh right and, uh, yeah and then mm, and so, but you know this guy is just like someone today a lot of people today obviously see it as like another British colonialist who just benefited from Africa's resources at the expense of Africans you know, and so, um, but yeah, so there was, he had a big uh, statue at Cape Town University, but there'd been like uh, demonstrations going for months and months and they managed to get this uh, statue pulled down because a lot of people just said that it was uh, offensive and stuff. And so, uh, but there's also a statue of him at Oxford University where he went and he provided the scholarship at Oxford uh, University to many uh, students, but now it's come into debate where that people are saying this statue needs to come down at Oxford University in the UK too. And I mm. think just a couple of weeks ago, it was debated, and majority of um, students want the statue removed. But it's just wow. like crazy because a lot of people are like, "Look, that was a hundred years ago. Just get over it, man." And it's like, no, you know, I'd feel the same way yeah. if I was seeing yeah, a statue 
of um, Hitler, mm. you know, in Germany. Like, you can't just let that... People aren't going to let that roll. It's a hard one, man. And then there was... Like, with the whole, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened in the past, you know, uh, colonialism, etc., that you, you can't... Obviously, it's happened and what's done is done, and now you kind of work out the differences and iron out the creases and try and move forward. But for the people that are, have, have still been affected or are still affected by uh, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it, it's not as easy as that. Like, um, funny enough, I was talking with my friend not too long ago, and he's saying in... Uh, South Africa, there are farmers that are getting like shot up, like you know, um, white farmers, uh, Afrikaans mm-hmm. that are getting like yeah. killed. I don't know the full story, but that's you know, in uh, Zimbabwe. Yeah, in Zimbabwe. Yeah, Robert Mugabe was like pro, yeah, driving out uh, white people and stuff. Mm. Like he's a psychopath as well himself, you know. Yeah. But it's um, and then this is what's amazing about someone like Nelson Mandela because he he was all about reconciliation, and yeah. we tread a middle ground, and we find away through these things you know but it's just crazy because the effects of what people like Cecil Rhodes did then you know still affects people today you know no, and no, so definitely. it's all good and well us holding up these these figures like you know when uh, what's his name um, Jimmy Savile all that in- stuff came out about Jimmy Savile after his death people were like no straight away we need to bring down this memorial that uh, uh, plaque that we have of him like people don't want to see that and you know this is Mm. someone who straight up but he openly would say like British are the superior race and as much of the world we can colonise is going to be better for the human Mm. for humankind you know and so it's like even if it is 100 years ago really what kind of people do we want to be holding up on the pedestal in society whenever it happens do you know what I mean if we're not going to tolerate holding up someone like Jimmy Savile, why should we be celebrating someone like Cecil Rhodes? Yeah, sort of it's like Kanye yeah, West anyway, with the Yeezys. It's like, how can we praise a guy <laughs> that made trainers look so ugly? Do you get what I mean? There's, I exactly. see where you're There's levels, man. We There's levels. Standards. We need to put stamp down. We've got standards. We need standards. Yeah. Wow, man. But yeah, so, I mean, those have been two, like, kind of big stories recently in um, South Africa. But, you know, it was just like a big achievement to finally get this statue taken down. And now they're saying they're, gonna, they're considering the same thing at Oxford Uni in UK so wow. you know, but, uh, mm, I, which you're probably not surprised but I'm in support of that coming down yes. as well you're right we're not surprised but, uh, uh. <laughs> no no so we, we just but, got yeah, some um, we just got some uh, this is like some breaking news right here right to do with Most Def, mm-hmm. going back to the almighty Most Def, a.k.a. Yasin Bey <laughs> so it says following his mm-hmm. arrest um, a South African court ruled that Bey Kind of weird saying that, but that's his second name. Bay had 14 days to leave South Africa. And though he does have the ability to appeal for leniency, the rapper slash actor could be banned from the nation for up to five years. Um, yeah. So he's out on bail now. The musician has been ordered to appear in court on March the 8th and his family has been ordered to leave South Africa by January 28th. Yo, what did he do? I'm trying to work out what... It sounds like there's more to this than just like, yo, let me just try and get out of here on this fake-ass passport, man. This little blue tack I stuck on this shit. This probably is probably his third warning, man. Yo, because look, look, listen to this. He has announced his retirement and the final album, which will be released later this year, promo, promo, like, yo, yeah. yo, yo, don't forget my album. I'm about to go to jail, but go for my album. <laughs> and it might be the last one, so you better buy this shit. And he says, um, I'm, releasing, exactly. I'm releasing my final album this year, and that's that. 
He said, peace to all, fear of none. Fucking hell, man. Wow. Some Dalai Lama uh, bullshit yeah. going on there. <laughs> exactly. But, That's you know, crazy. I, he sounds like a diva. And, you know, from my sources behind the scenes, he is a bit of a diva. So it's like, I just think, you know, you want to talk about brown skin lady and knowledge yourself and, you know, all this pro African stuff. It's like, yeah, well, respect, you know, how things roll in this country then if you're really about about all those stuff you talk stuff you talk about in your records it's not about just rolling up here and doing whatever the hell you want but yeah, you know part, if yeah. anyone without the proper visas and things you got to suffer the consequences damn yeah. right it's sad man it's sad to see when artists you know of that like you said man he was a guy that you you know mathematics there's certain tunes where you're like okay this is a smart guy but yeah, then all of a sudden dude. yeah all of a sudden they'll just do some dumb shit where you're like what like why mm-hmm. what, you know and then on top of that like you're saying taking advantage of the fact the economy is so low you know which is another yeah. sad thing it's like right you're not even going there to help build the country you're going there just to take advantage of the fact yeah that you to can, rinse it yeah 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 you can buy champagne for five pounds uh, you know what I mean can you when it used to be like 25,000 really? or some shit now it's like yeah yeah um, good baby look baby here's what, what I got you for Valentine's Day so can we apply for this all Valentine's Day would be way better out there would you <laughs> Can, can like we apply that. for this sort of world, world uh, passport world thing? World passport, man. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. Yeah. Five pound champagne. <laughs> Laura, we're going to South Africa. Crazy. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So, so I think he needs to just put the crack pipe down. Yeah, do you reckon he's on... What is it I have out there? Um, <laughs> what do they do? The fucking oh, prawns. My, what did the um, prawns have? Oh, the prawns. Huh? What did they do? Is it called? Uh, not Mwepe. Oh, I'm forgetting the net. Yeah, oh, there's some crazy shit net, out but there. Yeah, no, wow. it's just really, it's really, it's really sad and disturbing, you know. It just turns people into um, zombies because it's like people just crushing up, like, say, med- um, prescription drugs, yeah. mixing it with battery fluids. Oh, and is then, that a crocodile? You know, crocodile shit. Sounds shockingly bad. T- how how yeah, much is it? It's <laughs> really just. Oh, oh, I don't know. I ain't really um, involved get, in the Get your intrepid like skills up. Yeah. Just to find out, you've got to work out, you know, we equate the price of it with the poverty and the, and the depression, you know. How much are they paying to try and escape from that? As your advisor, Sarah, mm. I think you should send you maybe a gram of it just to make sure that it is what you said it is. That's what I'm saying. You know, in, in terms of reporting, to, reporting, you know, the truth. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe I should be out there as well, to be honest with you, Mike. So maybe FUBAR can sort of send yeah, me over there. Up. I reckon I'll blend in. Yeah, no one will know. No one no, no, I'm not from there. No one. Uh, I'm good. I see what you're saying. From far, you kind of do yeah. look like African. Give me a day and a sun. I'll, I'll, I'll turn up. I'll be fine. No, but but you know what? There's a lot of Chinese investment happening in South Africa and no, all over Africa really? at the moment. <clears throat> yeah. uh, oh, to be honest yeah. with you, anywhere there's poor people, man, China's investing in that by the sounds of things. Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah. no, it's not even just poor people. Because, you know, like, South Africa is a first world country. That's the other thing. Like, people instantly just think Africa and they think, <laughs> oh, yeah, third world. And yeah, all that, that even true. just those terms, like third world, developing country, all mm. of that stuff, to, in my opinion, is just propaganda, you know what I mean? Okay. Mm. Like, this, Africa is the future like for me every time I visit Africa it's so exciting because you can really feel the atmosphere like there's things happening here like you know what have we got in Europe and in, in America malls like chain coffee shops mm. like chain junk uh, junk food outlets you know what I mean that is not really exciting yeah. but Africa is the future this is where you have the resources this is where you have the, the population you have the space you have so, and this is why it's like a scramble right now between the West and China to be the first to, 
you know, really set up like these corporate um, entities out here and stuff, which man, you know, that's, that's going to be man. the next era of the yep. Cecil Rhodes people. You know, but yeah, so you have a lot of Chinese and South African big business happening out here. So even more reason to send me food. over there to blend in as a high just ranking yeah, businessman. Exactly. So you get me a suit as well. Yeah, simulate straight out. So you know what I've always wondered mm-hmm. is, um, so we got the first world, we got the third world. Ooh. Where's the second world? What's anyone? <laughs> What's a second world country? Yeah, where is a second yeah, world country? Well, let's try and figure out a second. Croatia. It's like that. It's <laughs> all in line between, you know. I'll probably say Serbia over Croatia. Serbia. Maybe I Serbia over Croatia. Serbia. Maybe. But, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there are parts of America that are like set you could say. I mean, there's blatantly third world in America. Like, there's some hardcore but flies saying, around the you face. You see, last week, <laughs> last week, Mike, you mentioned um, Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Know, See it there. Places like that, that's way more, like, mash up than many, many parts. And this is also why I was saying, you know, if we, how we judge, how we, uh, you know, uh, judge countries, like, mm. what are we basing this this on? Stock yeah, markets? So, like, stock mm. markets, that's an intangible, that's a completely abstract, like, screen, man-made fabrication kind of thing mm. like when you go to play like when me visiting uh tanzania a couple of years ago there's one area i went to that's called the fruit bowl because it's literally you've got like every fruit every uh, vegetable you can imagine growing there you know it's like you actually have real resources these are things organic that, you know people can actually survive on you can't mm, yeah, eat a yeah, 10 yeah. pound note do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, the value of a £10 note is a completely abstract formulation sort of thing. So all of this, these, this terminology, developing world, first world, third world, to me, that's all part of just keeping the man down, you know? Mm. And people like Cecil Rhodes on top, right. in my opinion, anyway. Right. That's what, Yeah, I guess Cecil Peoples is probably a better man, as much as he's hated in the uh, MMA world. I'm judging world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, man, it's been good chatting to you. One more thing, though, I want to find out because this is a hip hop show, obviously, and the people want to know what you know what's going on in um, South Africa in terms of the hip hop scene. uh, Like we got Afro hip hop, which is you know they someone decided to call um, what did they call it? They decided to call it Afro beats, which is kind of fucked up out there. You mean because it takes yeah yeah yeah, someone here. Funnily enough, yeah, there's been the whole. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard about it. It's not massive news in our world, but there's a DJ Abranti who's like a Afrobeats DJ. Has cut, he said, "Oh, when mm-hmm. I introduced the Afrobeats scene, or, or when I was the, he's saying that he basically came up with the whole Afrobeats culture or whatever in the UK, like it will introduce it to really? the UK or whatever." Yeah, no, 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 I ain't even, I don't, I don't fully know their world that well, but yeah, I've been seeing people talking about it. Um, but there was a guy who, wow. who really gave a good breakdown. His comment on it was a massive breakdown and talking about the fact that it was actually called Afro Hip Hop. And where, you know, stemming from the sort of 80s or whatnot and um, uh, mm-hmm. Femi Kuti being involved in that certain sound as well and then it developing from this to that. And, you know, local stations not playing as much in, ter- uh, in terms of like homegrown talent and whatnot. But then one station decided like, okay, this is what we're going to focus on. And then, you know, the, the scene has started to grow. But is, is it out there as well in South Africa or is that more like a Western to Central African thing? You know. Hip hop is a massive scene in South Africa, like a massive movement. You have local artists where they're talking about local issues. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but, but 
what is the dominant uh, genre in South Africa is, well, what's massive out here is Kwaitu, which is kind of like an African version of house music sort of thing. But oh. then at the same time with that, it's like you've got, they're kind of spitting on top of it. But then what's kind of sad that's happening a lot in Af- all over Africa at the moment is you have, they're just being slowly spoon-fed with this American culture and people want to become Americanized. So it's like people trying to emulate the american sound and stuff which is not interesting it's much more interesting mm-hmm. like the the realness that people you know c- that comes from the ground up out here sort of thing so house music is massive out here hip-hop is massive out here mm-hmm. like you know the, the soul music from back in the day um when my mom still lived out here you know it's like all the um uh you know your sam cooks and wilson pickett so it's readings all of them you know, you know so south african people they know about they know about what well about uh u s mm. music and stuff, but then there's loads of incredible like music history from well, Chinese rappers big out there so like Mira Makeba and Mahotella and Mahatini and like you know this is real African music kind of thing, but it's like party dance music and stuff so but yeah, the current hip hop scene massive industry here, so um so yeah, it's definitely something that's just growing and growing and growing. So just quickly, just check, it's all about Chinese rappers, though. Are they sort of making their way into <laughs> South Africa? Yeah, in the clubs? No, no, no. I, I haven't heard yet, but I'm sure that'll well, be show, the next Show them our link from Fubar, and uh, I will. let's do this. I will. I'm uh, sure that will be, I wouldn't be surprised if that would be the next thing to pop off. Let me see. Chinese yeah. rap. Chinese rap. Chinese rap. They'll love it. Yeah, it's true. They're, <laughs> Chinese uh, rap I, I think they'll lap it up, mate. I think they'll lap it up. African. But yeah. Sarah, man, we're missing you here. Are you gonna? When are you back then? Are you back for next week or what? Is this like a? Yes, this is I will it? be back next week. Okay, oh. on the crazy, crazy uh, traveling schedule. But yes, I will be back in the studio next week and looking forward to I'm, seeing I'm, you. What's that? Guys? Is that tractors in the background there, <laughs> digging up the dirt? What is that in the background? <laughs> That's over here. Oh, I thought That's that was out there, boy. We have some weird round, sound here. They rounding up some wildebeest behind us. <laughs> <or something. laughs> <laughs> No, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Sarah. Thanks. Good chatting to you, sis. Lovely talking to you too. All you right. take care. Enjoy right. Is it chilly out there? No, it's, uh, don't, it's don't actually even, really hot. Don't even try it. Don't even go there. You know what? It's ridiculous. You know how fucked up it is. This morning, man, it was sunny. I had the heaters on, so it felt like it was summertime, and then it got cloudy by about midday, and that was it. So yeah, thanks for reminding wow. us. Yeah, cheers, sir. Hope the uh, weather yeah. stays yeah. nice for yeah, you. Yeah. There's no hurricane. Yeah, no. no, I need to brace myself <laughs> so I can readjust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mind out for the earthquakes. All right, then, Sarah. Cool. Um, so, <laughs> we'll... <laughs> all right. I'll see you next week, then. Okay. Have fun. See you next week. Have all a good right. one. Ciao, ciao. See you later, Sarah. Take care. Bye. Yep, that was Sarah Love support, uh, reporting live from Soweto. Very intrepid. Uh, just quickly, just for someone wrote in as well, Second World, a supposed local concept, refers to the former communist, socialist and industrial states. For example, Russia, some Turkish states and possibly China. So there we go. Very informative today on Fobar. Whatever, man. Anyway, I still don't yeah, believe no. that shit. I, I believe no. what Sarah was saying. That was all about it's some propaganda to make the rich man feel richer. The poor man feel poorer, and the one who's in number two, I guess number two is probably the developing countries. Then, but from the sounds of it, but they, why didn't they just say second world then? I don't know. Yeah. Don't it, know. Anyway, so we got a people. Uh, a couple of people have hit us up about, uh, firstly, about the workout music, which I think is interesting because uh, you know, as far as I was aware, up tempo. Do you know what I mean? Not too hard, but somebody, Jason from Bromley, has said workout. I think you need to work out to a bit of heavy metal. 
It really gets you pumped because it just sounds so angry. Tonight. Yes, you are right. Maybe I shall. I shall do this. Let's get you psychotic. Yeah, a little bit. Jenny from Hastings says, I like to work out to some heavy dubstep. It gives you a headache, but it works. That's exactly how she said it as well, as she wrote that. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the headache bit because that, that's the hard part to deal with. After you've, Unless you're sparring and get your yeah. asking for the headache. Do you know what I mean? But... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll have a go, Jenny. I'll have a go at it. I don't know if it will work, but we'll, we'll try. Um, we got some others that hit us well, up a, a, about about well, Aladdin. The soundtrack to Aladdin that could be a middle ground for you. Yeah, I guess it's quite so. funny, quite upbeat. It's got some uh, good energy in there. You, uh, you see, you secretly I may have tr- made once or twice tried, tried it, it out. you know, and it worked, didn't it? Look at that left arm. <laughs> Same, you can't see this, people. My arm is ripped. Bulging. It's bulging. It's covered up by his uh, shirt, but it's bulging out. I can just, see. Just, just covered. Just. Oh, no, that's a crease. I thought that was your... No, that was the, uh, the definition. That's the right, line. That was a tricep. That the striation of my muscle. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on to this. Um, like we said, anyway, Maestro investigates. What If money didn't matter, what would you do? Or what would you do if money didn't matter? Hit us up, hiphop at foodbarradio.com or at foodbarradio on Twitter. We've got some people who've hit us up. This is very interesting as well. So Judy from Hackney says, if money didn't matter, I would buy myself an elephant and ride it around as transport. That would make me happy. Judy, I don't think you'd get away with it unless you was in Thailand, uh, certain parts of India. And the traffic here. And in Africa, baby. Yeah, the traffic. All oh, right, boy. Yeah. Come on, you're winning with traffic. Actually, though. yeah, you're just going to walk over the Yeah, cars. I don't care if you've got a Hummer. If I'm on a frigging, do you know what I mean? If a I'm on an woolly elephant. mammoth looking. You're, you're like, yeah, yeah, let me just stop and let that woolly mammoth with the dude on top walk past. It's a bald looking woolly mammoth, but them tusks <laughs> look like they'll puncture more than just my tyres. <laughs> Who else? Rachel from Brighton. Do you want to read What's that? She Rachel from Brighton. She has a good one. Uh, oh yeah, Rachel from Brighton. If money didn't matter, I'd quit my job, buy a big ass house, and buy sixty dogs and puppies. Wow, sixty dogs and puppies. I guess money wouldn't matter, so feeding them sixty dogs. If that was a dude, I think that'd be come across very different. Who'd sound a bit weird? For some reason, a chick buying sixty dogs and puppies. Maybe the word puppies is probably why. But yeah, men don't ever say you want sixty puppies. Doesn't sound right. It's um, not good. Jamie Harris has said, sim- quite simply, stop working. Or is that too obvious? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but what, are you just going to sit there? You know what I mean? And just eat? Just like, yeah, yeah, can I get pizza? Next day, yeah, can I get two pizzas, please? You know, like, you're going to get them pizzas. Are gonna <laughs> you know, at least go Papa John's, you know what I mean? Over, you know, maybe over your local. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's a bit brave. A bit brave to just sit there and like, yeah, yeah, I won't do shit. I mean, stop working. I understand that. But, but I'm what would you do when you're not working? Yeah, what, what would you, you do, do with your life? You, know? you don't working. have to yeah, work. If you didn't work, work. But, um, yeah, I guess maybe that is a bit obvious, but uh, you could probably break it down a little bit more, Mr. Harris. Anyway, anyway. Uh, okay, we've got one more here. Oh. Louisa. Uh, we've got a couple more, but I'll read them out later. Louisa from Harrow says, If money didn't matter, I would buy so many clothes and I'd actually be able to dress how I want and be fashionable as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. She's got the right idea. Definitely. She probably listens to Kanye West a lot. But I was going to say, it sounds like a humanitarian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I do believe we're going to be speaking to somebody else on the phone, hopefully, as long as they're uh, available. So before we do that, let's get into this. 
Um, yeah, this is something special as well because we want to talk about this. Uh, it's a bit of a, you know, I don't know. It's a bit awkward. Okay. At the same time, it matters. From 4pm on FUBAR Radio. Yeah, damn right, ladies and gentlemen. You are locked in to FUBAR Radio right here with myself, Mice Diggy, and my brother Chu, who's just gone for a little twinkle, but he'll be back. <laughs> Hopefully he washes his hands, because I ain't going to shake that mother's hands at all. Anyway, you just heard Satisfiction by Dr. Dre. It's one of my favorite tunes off that album, which is called Compton. Um, I ain't going to lie, there weren't a whole load of tunes on there that I really loved, but I did like the diversity of the album. Uh, it was interesting hearing him kind of semi doing some new type stuff you know all the double time whatnot um and at the same time hearing like some traditional dre sound and stuff for me that's probably my favorite track satisfaction right there and uh which leads into the next story i want to talk about which is uh i don't know it's a it's a tough one because um i'm sure a lot of people by now no you know whether you like spoilers or not you're probably going to get it if you haven't seen the film you're probably not into hip-hop that much but um straight out of compton which was, uh, um, what do you call them, a biopic. It was a biopic about N.W.A., which is um, a group from the 80s, late 80s, who um, people say pioneered uh, gangster rap. And you know, here on the ignorant side of the show, we love gangster rap. We love hearing talk about people shooting guns and, uh, you know, hitting bitches in the face, uh, spending money in strip clubs, all that type of stuff, you know, the usual stuff that gets promoted in the hip-hop world. Um, but basically, Straight Outta Compton done really well. It did really well. Have you have you seen it too, Straight Outta Compton? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. You have? Yeah. What did you think of it? I I, uh, I didn't really feel it, so if anyone's going <laughs> to throw any hate possibly. But yeah, I didn't really feel it. Um, honestly, it was quite long. And I could have I stopped it, to be honest with you. Uh, it's only because I thought my mate was liking it, so I carried on. Serious? Yeah. That it was one of them ones where yeah, you just I like, actually okay, stopped I'm it. just going to... Uh, the it thing is about it, I felt like it was, um, you know, I always feel like with biopics, they're never, especially about like a rap crew or about a musician, it's quite hard to do it without it. You know, there's inspiring moments in it and whatnot, but you usually know about that anyway. Yeah. You know, so now in order for me to watch it and feel like, oh, wow, it's got to be even spiced up even more. Like, or more say like depth. for Ray, um, do you remember Ray? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was Ray for Charles. Ray Charles and it's Jamie Foxx. They made Ray seem like some superhero. Oh shit, he could see. You know what I mean? He had vision. All of a sudden, like, yeah, I can. I'll touch her arm, and yeah, she's hot. Or, but nah, do you reckon? Do you reckon that's come from like stories, though? Possibly, where they've just embellished it a little bit. He may have said to a mate, you know, that's how I know someone's fit. You know, you don't. This is that thing where we don't know, do we? But, we just don't know. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's true. But it always feels like they glam up because to make yeah. you watch it and to make it feel like a, a movie that's got some epicness to it. There's this story behind it that's like, whoa, this is magical. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So with NWA, I mean, with the Biggie one, it was like that. You watched it and you're like, oh, mm. okay, yeah, it's Biggie biopic. Like, I kind of knew all of this stuff already. Yep. And yeah, thanks for that information. But with NW, with this um, Straight Out Compton, I watched it. The acting was a bit like B-movie, US. It wasn't offensive, though. I've seen worse from, from sort of, you know, more trained actors, but yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't offensive. Yeah. I think they did a good enough job, but yeah, some of the acting was a bit like the Dre guy looked like Dre. He had some moments which were very Dre, but then it was a bit too dramatic sometimes. It was dramatic. Ooh, nah? Look at this guy. Not, look at this guy. And then um, you had, I think Ice Cube's son was probably the most convincing okay. character. Yeah. 
Um, you know, the easy dude was okay. He seemed too nice, though. I don't know. Yeah, he seemed a bit guy. nice. Like, and really nice. Yeah, and then what's his name? Is it? I always call him Paul Gambaccini, but I don't think that's his Paul name. Giamatti. There's a guy. Paul Giamatti. The Giamatti, that's yeah. it. He was, obviously, he's a trained, he's like a real actor. Yeah. He's been doing it for years and whatnot. So he was probably the best actor in it, but, and then it was Cube's son. But his, his role was probably the one for me, he was probably like the most sort of embellished or fabricated because that's probably the Jerry guy Heller. yeah he did not get it, they, I doubt he's going to want to contribute to that film so they had nah, to but well, apparently he tried to sue like the, there we go then, do you know what I mean that. so that's probably that's why it's, it's really tough you know obviously when you're trying to tell a story like don't get me wrong as I say Ren I think I said to you earlier MC Ren just wasn't really in there <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, you know? yeah yeah I'm not saying he was a, you know he was the most important rapper for me out of the crew but he was obviously part of that crew that was the other thing as well is after watching it you could tell that Dre and Cube were the ones who like wrote the story well, or had oh, the yeah, most, the, most the contribution film, to the story yeah. and um, because they ended up looking like the superhero yep. you know like Cube with the whole um, you know yeah which is true the fact that after they did the album he's like nah I'm not signing this I'm not signing that I don't want to be with this group anymore if this is what's happening and then Dre with the whole sort of like knocking out dudes and you know, it just felt a bit like, okay, these guys look really good in it whilst everyone else is like, eh, whatever, yeah, whatever. But on a whole, I actually thought it was a good film because I didn't expect it to be that good. I was like, wow, that was actually all right. It was actually interesting to watch. And um, some parts of the stories, you know, in terms of like, I didn't know that they were trying to get back together again. That, after, that was intriguing. Yeah, yeah that, so stuff like that was really interesting. Um, but I did, when I found out as well, when the, the uh, exec producers, which generally means they put the money in, was... Um, Cube, Dre, yeah. and Easy's white widow. Yeah. Yeah. It does make you question, obviously, because all those, those three characters obviously come out the best. They look very compassionate and quite, you know, well-rounded characters. Well, mm. and that's the thing again. As soon as you work out where, you know, how it was made, obviously they're going to look. They're not going to make themselves look, look bad, you know. So it's a tough one. Yeah, definitely. Anything you watch, just take it with a pin, massive pinch of salt. Massive pinch of salt. <clears throat> so basically, the reason why we're talking about this um, is because recently they got nominated for a, an Academy Award. Um, Do you know what, that, which, what category? Yeah, it was screenplay. Screenplay? Screenplay. Okay. Screenplay. Oh. That's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't think that, I don't, you know, it's like, if you're trying to break down the, all, all the um, films of that year and which ones, you know, mm. deserve this and that, I guess um, Straight Out of Compton kind of could be up there, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, biopics, it's, 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 it's yeah. already written, isn't it? The story's already there for them. They've just got to put it in order in terms of how they're yeah, yeah, the exactly. see it. So, so it's just like whether the acting is or whether the story's intriguing enough. But uh, what the outrage is that, um, especially this year, the Academy Awards has not had much you know, diversity in terms okay. of the nomination. So, uh, but you know, saying that, I, I, how many other films have come out? I think you mentioned Bessie. Bessie was, was a really good bar pick for me. I quite enjoyed watching it. Which um, is like, you know, a diverse, you know, yeah, in terms of culture and whatnot. And I feel that the way you sort of uh, Queen Latifah sort of acted in that deserves some kind of nod, some something more so. I don't know, maybe just because I'm, uh, it's a self because I'm, I have I had a preconceived idea for the NWA straight out of Compton because I had a bit of history with it in, in my head. But with uh, Bessie, I didn't really know much about it. It was an old blues singer. Mm. Um, yeah, just watched it with my girl and I was both, yeah, it was really good. I was, really, I was thinking I might stop this one, but just let it roll it's yeah. good and, and that's the thing so it's like well, I can't think of many other films in terms of if you're going to make it a diverse sort of um, nominations if yeah. you're going to include as much as you can but at the same time and it done really well like Straight Outta Compton done really well in the box office wow. um, They number one at the box office over 200 million worldwide damn um, so it's, you know so 
is a bit of a snub that it was just the screenplay. There was nothing to do with actors, nothing to do with directors, or, you know, it was just about the screenplay. So people were probably looking into who did the screenplay and then figured, oh, wow, it's not, it's a white guy who did it. So there's some outrage there. Okay. Uh, um, well, then, if anyone's sort of uh, listening, obviously, and seen um, NWA and uh, Straight Out Compton and heard about, obviously, this one um, uh, award nomination, if there's anything you think it, it should have been uh, sort of uh, nominated for, then it'd be intriguing to see because if maybe some of the stuff we thought was good, it might not have been done by someone mm. of diversity. It might have been someone who's Caucasian. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and what people have said is like, you know, the Golden Globes didn't include anything at all of diversity. So maybe it, at least they can get a little praise for. Adding, you know, Academy Awards can get a praise for, but it's like, okay, that's not really a great excuse. That's not like, oh well, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't know because I've I've just lost a bit of weight with some of these nominations. I don't really know if it's you know how I don't. I feel like a lot of the uh, glamour's gone with it. You know, like the actual the meaning of these awards. Mm. You know, I feel, often feels like a lot of directors or actors, I suppose, as well to a certain degree, they're trying to write to tick the boxes to get an Oscar or to get a Golden Globe or to get the BAFTA. You know, just. Just do your movie. You know, it's so, true. I mean, no. Ice Cube has come out and said, he said, I'm not pissed. You know, the, what he should be pissed, people think he should be pissed because they only got one nomination. But he said, I'm not pissed. I'm not surprised. It's <laughs> the Oscars. They do what they do. Yep. The people love the movie. The people supported the movie. And as I mentioned, it was number one at the box office for quite a while. I remember it was number one for quite a bit. And um, they had, you know, they sold over 200 million worldwide. So I can't be mad, you know. Okay. Oh, just a sort of slight tangent then. But then think about Scorsese as well. A lot of people th- felt he should have true. won Oscar. That wasn't because of him being American Italian. That's true. You know, it was just the way the Oscars was. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's got no, you know, and then when he did win it, for me, it was sort of a pony ass film, The Aviator. I think oh, he got it for The Aviator, yeah, which was a sack of gash. Yeah. Sorry, anyone. But yeah, I thought it was rubbish. Talking about oh, giraffe yeah, of course. All day, so. Oh, yeah. So giraffe gash. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, tax, for me, taxi driver. Should have, could have, should have won in Raging Bull, mm-hmm. maybe, but no, he gets a bit aviator. You know, it's just so. You know, I don't think that's anything to do with race either. You know, it's kind of like that year with the um, was it the Oscars with uh, the year when it was like three black people had won that, it. That actually got me Halle down. Berry, that got me down that year. Yeah, Halle Berry. Uh, it was Halle Berry. Oh yeah, Denzel. Denzel was Denzel it. for playing a crooked cop, yeah, a yeah, black yeah. crooked cop. And then was it? Um, okay. Who was the older guy? Uh, Sidney Poitier got it for like, was it just lifetime? lifetime, which is fair. Yeah. But it was it was a bit like right, right. That's that'll do. Okay, that'll yeah, do for the next fifteen let's years. Let's just put them all in one. You know, at least be smart about it. Maybe next year we do the Poitier one. This year we do the Barry. It was like uh, everyone's talking bad about us. Let's give it to all the black people now. What does she do? Oh, she oh she showed her titties in it. Yes, ah, uh, give it to yeah. her for that. What did he do? Ah, oh, he acted like we he's supposed to act in our eyes. But for me, you know I mean? no, on a like slightly deeper call. one as well. Like he's get, he's getting it for playing uh, basically a, a criminal. Yeah. You know, you're just perpetuating that stereotype for me. And then with Halle Berry, she accepts and forgives the guy who's lied to her and mm. also executed her husband. And then sta- I don't know, it just felt a bit yeah, submissive to it. That's what you're going to give and it that's to what, exactly. For. The only thing is, I did feel like at the time I wasn't too mad at it. You know, I wasn't really looking at it as like, oh, they've given three black people um, awards in the same show. I, I was like, okay, well, with Denzel. I, I like Denzel as an actor anyway, and so I felt like he's kind of done every other role apart from this. This is the first time you've seen him play like crooked cop like that, proper dodgy, like, wow, wow I don't like this guy type dude. Okay. Or everything else has always been kind of like he's the hero or the smart, you know, whatever, whatever. The rest of them I couldn't, like Sidney Poitier, obviously yeah. he's, he's done what he's done and uh, 
you can't deny that he's and come up in the era Oscar when, for when the films actually came. Yeah, out. yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's he's come up in an era where boy, you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen that, and he's done so well. Um, but yeah, it just felt like wow, they you know they're just doing this to kind of like okay, calm down, guys, don't worry. Look, here's what we will do for you. Um, and, and how and okay, for obviously because I'm you know I'm coming from a sort of ethnic background as well. But um, like how how far do we push it? I mean, do we literally just have have how many? ethnicities need to be recognised yeah, to show that's diversity. that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Uh, like, because, you know, the question is, is there enough diversity in Hollywood? I, I don't think there is personally, but I'm not, I don't want to just any, just throw films willy-nilly in there just because they're you know, Mexican-American or because they're Chinese-American or because yeah. they're Japanese-American or whatever. You know, what about Brazilian, Chinese, yeah, slash Japanese people? That's the other thing. Get saying, I, I, you know? I, and I think, like, when people question about diversity, it usually is just... Like, is there enough black people in there? But no one's really like, okay, there are enough Mexicans in there or are there enough Chinese or, you know, like... They go for their phases, you know? They go for their phases. Yeah, like Sam so. Hayek made a point out of it, you know, Jennifer Lopez for that sort of sort of the Hispanic vibe. Um, you know, obviously Denzel, Hadley Berry pushing it with the sort of uh, more African-American or, or British-Americans. Mm. And I, well, hey, what about my guys? Yeah, what about yeah, exactly. my guys? Like, what have you had? Bruce Lee... Yeah, he and died then, before I was even born. Um, <laughs> he got Bruce Lee. And Jackie the Chan. David Chow. What's his name? David Chow. David Chow. You know, the gay Chinese dude, man, and all he ever does is gay Chinese shit. Uh, I don't know David Chow. <laughs> okay, I think his name was David Chow in the actual, in the film, in... Um, Can you give me any films? Yeah. Um, David Chow. What's it called, man? Um, what's the film, the road trippy type film? Cheech and no, no, to, no, I don't even no, think to, he was no, Chinese. No, you're talking about Harold and Kumar. Oh, yeah, Harold and Kumar. What's his name? John Cho. John Cho. Cho. Yeah. yeah. So you just sort of unfortunately stereotype the name to be Chinese. When no, no, Korean. no, no. You know what? I'm not even on about that guy. Oh, uh, right then. What's it called? Uh, not Hangover? Hangover. What? Oh, okay. oh, there is possible hangover. What, the random Korean dude who just pops yeah, up? Yeah, oh, is he yeah. Korean? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Ken. Ken Chow. Ken Chan? Chan? Chung. Chung. Oh, my bad. Yeah, true. Wow, that's a really Chinese name, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the dude's Korean. <laughs> hey, I get confused myself, busted. you know? <laughs> what can I say? Um, yeah. Well, I yeah, someone cleared that off me. Well, I feel better about that now, bloody hell. Someone, I'll tell is, you someone what. is yellow, help me with that yeah. one and just clear that but, off me. So, anyway, so one of the. So, this is Janet Hubert, right? She's um, She used to be on Fresh Prince. Sorry? Aunt Viv, yeah, Aunt Viv on um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. She had something to say about the, um, you know, this whole palaver to do with nominations and whatnot. Can I just say, it was, it was actually about, it was a response to Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett oh. Smith did a video yeah. saying that she was, you know, not very happy about the lack of uh, African-American diversity. Yeah. So she's boycotting it and then Will Smith said he's boycotting it and then Auntie Viv from Fresh Prince did this in response to Jada oh, Pinkett Smith. Oh, okay, so, nice producer. Nah. Blackfist Janet Hubert coming to you. I want to say something about Jada Pinkett Smith asking other actors black actors and actresses to boycott the Oscars. First of all, Miss Thing, does your man not have a mouth of his own with which to speak? Girlfriend, there's a lot of shit going on in the world that you all don't seem to recognize and you talk about some motherfucking actors. For you to ask other actors and other black actresses and black uh, actors to jeopardize their career and they're standing in a town that you know damn well. You don't do that. Here you are, you've had a few flops. There are those out there who really deserved a nod and Idris Elba was one of them. Lord have mercy. That man is an incredible actor. You are not, maybe you didn't deserve uh, a nomination. 
Wow. Wow. Exactly. All right. When Aunt Viv speaks, man, you can't. And that was the real Aunt Viv, by the way. Not the, the one where you always like, who is that woman? What happens to the other Aunt Viv? Oh, yeah, yeah. That the was original. the real Aunt Viv, the sassy one with all the character. And I mean, she's got a point there, man. You know, it's like, don't drag me in, basically. Don't, don't try and pull me into your little Scientologist way of dealing with things. You know what I mean? It's like, at the end of the day, people... I, I think, like, the bottom line as well is that it's better... You trying to boycott it isn't really helping the situation. It's all it's doing is like pushing people further away from each other. If it's more like, okay, how can we make it more diverse then? Maybe we need to be the ones to show like, look, there shouldn't be any differences made here. We should all be on an equal playing field, you know? Like you should realize that whether you're black, white, Chinese, you know, whatever, as long as you're a good actor, as long as you're good at what you're doing, a good writer, a good director, as long as that's happening, um, you know, things can be a lot better than than just going, okay, well, I've been in all of these movies this year, but I didn't get nominated, so let's boycott it. That's like, wow, just because you didn't get nominated, yeah. you want us to boycott. It's not because, like, the whole thing is fucked up anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because so this, this and again, there's so many other sort of independent films out there made by just whoever, you know, men and women, but they're not getting a nod either at the Oscars. Do you know what I mean? And like, a lot of these things need to get a bit of recognition, like the whole art stuff, like this, whether it's actually films, music, there's so many people, there's always someone's got, no, oh, man, my mate's really good, or I saw this guy the other night, but they don't get enough love, they just don't get enough airplay, you know? So it's just trying to, it, I think it's more about trying to change the sort of the people, the money, really, yeah, getting yeah. the stuff green lit, you know, making this the umpteenth sequel to a. Uh, to a sh- I don't know making a shit sequel as well do you know what I mean to, yeah. to or uh, another remake just bored of it just come up with some original stories trust some people trust the audience what actually needs something a bit more challenging you know mm, yeah yeah it's true it's true I don't know hopefully we can find a diversity in this world and uh, people will, will not have to complain about these things but for now we're going to carry on with the show on a more positive light this one is called Prawns <laughs> by my friend Dirty Dyke my loneliness would be complete. Such a romantic, man. Wow. Dyke is such a fucking romantic, you know. Indeed. What are you saying? Hello, we got someone on the line here, I do believe, by the name of Dirty Dyke. Hello. How you doing, sir? I'm, I'm all good, yeah, I'm all good. Yeah, thanks for calling in, man. We do appreciate that. We know you got uh, there's some mishaps going on in the wonderful right, world yeah. of Dykeness. Um, but boy. I wanted to make sure that you could uh, get on and, and talk about this album, man, because it's, it's very... In- uh, first of all, the title. The title <laughs> of the album is called Sucking on Prawns in the Moonlight. Moonlight. <laughs> where, where, where did that... How did you... What inspired you to do that? How, what, many, how many drinks did you have? Drinks? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you think drink does I, that? I'm trying to be polite. I've always had a few drinks, but... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded nice. It just rolled off the tongue pleasantly, so yeah. that, and it stuck. It's always good when stuff rolls off the tongue nicely. So, yeah, yeah. It does roll off the exactly. tongue, for real. Um, so, I mean, what? So had you already made a tune, like the Prawns tune is, I'm taking is the title track, isn't it? Yeah, sort of. There wasn't really a title track as such. It just sort of happened by accident. But yeah, I guess that ended up being the title track. Because okay. mm-hmm. I saw, um, I saw it was a few days ago, you released a sort of new video, uh, Crystal Cindy. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. one of this sort of uh, time lapse sort of rose. It, look, it looks wicked. It looks really cool. Yeah, that's quite. Right, a, it was yeah. a bit deeper as well. Uh, a bit more of a deeper subject matter for you. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to yeah. say about the LP. Is that it seems like it's more personal than um, the stuff you've done before. Like you're talking about yeah. stuff that's really happening right now for you in your life. And what was uh, you know quite obvious that was the point you wanted to make. But why was that? What, what made you do that? Um, it's just. 
Well, I've always done that. I've always, it's always been there. It's, it's like, it's just people don't always notice it. So mm. I wanted to make an album where you're forced to notice it. Uh. You know I mean? And it worked. It, 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 yeah, you know, the next album could just be horrendous, childish, nasty <laughs> remarks again. But, <laughs> All right. but like, but you know, it's, I've always done both. I like to do both. I think, you know, Cool. Art should be like a spectrum of emotions, yeah. not just one thing. And it, yeah, but no, it true. just goes a bit unnoticed when you like, even if you're 50-50, the album with predominantly fun, yeah. happy-go-lucky, saying things that are shocking, and then a few deep ones. It, it people always sort of magnetise towards the fun, yeah. entertainment, party, party, and less of the wearing, crying sort of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but this one, I just wanted to make an album that sounded like that. I mean, but at the same time, it's weird because you find that the tunes, they'll be like, oh, that really meant something to me. You know, like the tunes that are more introspective and more serious, you'll get people coming up to you talking about them in a way that, they don't, you know, the other shit is just fun. It's just party, party, yeah. like you said. So it's still quite cool when you get that. It might be the, you know, the minority, but you still feel like, OK, that was worth writing and I'm glad I did that. I prefer, I prefer them tunes. I get more out of doing them. And yeah. like, I prefer, I prefer like, to listen to music like that. If it's personal to the artist, whether it's right or wrong, morally, if it's just if there's some sort of personal vulnerability in there, I kind of get more out of that. But then for live stuff and out and about and a party and a live show, you need those other ones yeah, as well. True. So they're equally as fun, just in a different, different way. I just get more out of writing something a bit more defenceless and weird yeah no no definitely I think um, audiences definitely sort of you know, relate to sort of the vulnerable part of uh, the artist you know and they sort of feel that like they get to know them a bit more and yeah no exactly. it's good yeah. yeah and again you're also right when you're on road you're trying to do the uh, trying to do shows you need those sort of jump jump up ones you know what I mean where people can get involved exactly. yeah, so, yeah it's that healthy balance isn't it you gotta yeah. see I always go back isn't to it? Walking, balance, walking the fine line <laughs> it is that fine line <laughs> So how's it been going, man, with the album? Like, you know, I can see your your presence is like building up on some next level. Yeah. Has it been crazy? Yeah, it has been. Yeah, I was like, it's, I was because because it, it was different and it sounded different to the other projects. I was a little nervous about how it'd be received, but it was. I'm actually really, really happy with the with the all the support and love that seems to have been shown. Mm. It's uh, people still, uh, you know. Yeah, it's good. It amazes me every day, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting as well is like a lot of your production is really soulful. Like it's, it's. I think people kind of perceive that you wouldn't be like a, you know, like a hip hop type of guy. Like you'd mix it up with whatever. But every time yeah. I hear, I hear something new from you, and the production is, I'm always like, right, that's a beat. Like it's, it's soulful. Like you do your own production as well, but you work with other cats, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, the, your whole premise is like you—you you, do you—you you make sure that the beats are of a certain quality. You're not just one that. Of course, just, yeah. Well, the yeah. whole thing—it needs to be. I don't want to put. You don't want to put out something that you think is shit, like, or, or in any way not quite right, like. Yeah, sir. I mean, do, do, is that the same for you for the videos as well? I mean, I've seen a few videos. I, I, are you get? Are you quite yeah, hands videos on? Videos are fun, man. Yeah, they're sort yeah, of diverse uh, we have as well. a good team for that. We know we've made some over the last sort of ten eight to ten years or whatever we've made like good links with people that have just got better and better at oh, video okay, yeah. mm. so we've got like a nice team now that we sort of you know we know if they oh, yeah. know they know us to get us into humour they know when cool. to roll when to not so it, oh, yeah I guess we're quite fortunate in that department I'm no actor nor am I Steven Spielberg but like mm. <laughs> you know I, I, I kind of know you know the difference between something shit yeah, something yeah. cheesy or something yeah, yeah. no no definitely Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, man. So you guys, like, um, you know, people are always trying to um, compare, like, Low Life with um, um, High, High Focus, Focus, which is the label that you, you've been releasing your stuff on 
of like what is it more or less everything you've released is on high focus or Pretty you've some before from, yeah from, from, from from second album, album. Yeah, from the second album from the yeah. but you know to me I'm like I feel like you guys have surpassed anything Low Life was doing now because you kind of embraced the, the not just the online sort of side of it you know but also embrace like just being yourselves and not not worrying too much about what other people think about what you're doing, you know. I, I feel like in the sort of era when I was coming up, it was still like a bit tiptoey. People were still walking on eggshells in terms of what they were yeah. trying to do. But you guys, like, I remember it would be like hearing about you on festival circuits. You know, we weren't really doing much festival circuits. I think people weren't even really accepting of it as much yeah. in, in um, the festival world. But then, I, I, you know, I heard you guys would, would, do, would do like the whole summer run or whatever here, there, left, right and centre. And um, mm. it was like probably a couple of years after that, then you'd built a sort of following off of the back of that, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, for, for me and Backstar and like Lee and Beaver, we sort of come from a festival sort of back, background anyway. Oh, like, is it? Yeah, so we were all always into that sort of thing before, not even before, but at the same time as we grew with that. So, like, what kind of music were you going to listen to in these festivals? We, I was a jungle DJ. Yeah, jungle boy, this. okay. I was a jungle drum and bass lunatic up until Is I was it? about 19 or something so I used to play at free parties and I had loads of friends in that world who produced Jungle and I was always into music but never thought to make it to pursue, yeah. and then when I started writing and I had a couple friends that made hip hop and then that just sort of I was always into hip hop when I was a kid but it wasn't what I part I didn't partake in it in any way until a bit later so we already sort of had like an interest in that we came from that anyway so our friends within that who knew us for that circuit were like, oh, you make hip-hop, and that kind of bridged some weird gap between rave and hip-hop yeah. in some interesting way in the UK that I don't think, yeah, had happened before. So that just introduced, introduces a whole new demographic to UK hip-hop. No, definitely. Hip-hop wasn't even really at festivals, do you know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> exactly. maybe DJ'd in a tent somewhere, like next yeah. to the toilets, but that was, that was about it, really. Yeah, that's a good point. You, yeah. know, like early, you know, up to, what, late 90s, maybe, there was no hip-hop. We've done gigs in, like... Gorges at Technivals in France and like people from like <laughs> you wow. know all kinds of weird like gigs in like disused barns in the countryside <laughs> with our mates that play jungle and big right. things where you'd never see a hip hop show so it kind of and our friends were squatting buildings so there'd be squat parties that we'd play out quite a lot around and then a lot of people who got who are into hip hop they still go out on the weekend and get mashed at a squat party so mm. they'd see that and be like. Do you know what I mean? So over the years, a bridge just got gapped more and more. So you kind of opened up, you've opened to a new audience. Like, I, I've had people say to me that, right, they've, you know, like, High Focus have got fans that aren't even necessarily into hip-hop. Like, Hopefully, you, yeah. Yeah, that's quite amazing, man. That's mm. inspiring at the same time because everyone kind of pigeonholes what they do themselves, you know. They almost feel like, oh, I make it for this type, these type of people. But then you realise, you look at, like, okay, say, like, Doom, uh, homeboy Sam Man. There are certain artists where it's like they've got they've got fans that aren't even necessarily like hip hop heads. Like they don't walk, yeah, exactly. go to bed with their backpack on, fucking listening to Biggie and Tupac mixtapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's good to have that. It's like it's music Definitely. at the end of the day. Like I don't want to just make hip hop. I want to make soul music with singers. I want to make like other things. You know, you don't. Why would you just limit yourself to one type of? musical enjoyment like there's plenty to get on with and loads of things to get involved in whenever I don't like something musically I try my hardest to like it so I want to be able to enjoy as much music as possible really Serious? you don't just want to be like I only listen to hip hop or I only listen to reggae so what was the last genre what was the last genre you tried to get yourself into then 
Um, like really failed eighties pop songs that like you, you I hear might be able to help you with those. someone made. <laughs> yeah. So like anything just like off key and eighties at the moment, I kind of I'm kind of into. <laughs> well, I'll check out Kajigugu, Nick Kershaw, and uh, yeah, I'll give, I'll give you this later, man. When the show's Jesus done, so I don't, I don't bake myself up. So yeah, calm uh, down, do you, man. Jesus <laughs> no, I'm getting really excited. <laughs> I've got loads of you. No, um, no, this is his workout music he's talking about now. That's right, <laughs> man. I put in the eighties. I put I put in the leotard as well and everything. Yeah, um, it's a sight. Uh, so you got any you got any festivals uh, lined up then for this summer? I think uh, um, they're starting to book already, aren't they? We're in January. I yeah, I know, but they're starting to book already. At the moment, the festivals haven't started coming in, but we've got a load of um, like tour dates and whatnot Wicked. for the second leg of the Sucking on Prawns and the Moonlight thing. Nice. Some of them are abroad, some of them are UK-based. Uh, I've got a few of them written down here somewhere, if I can find a flyer, <laughs> and I can tell you where some of them are. Yeah, yep, we Which, need to hear uh, that. So like... We've got uh, Norwich on the 29th of January, then Brighton on the 5th of February, Guildford on the 6th of February, 11th of February, uh, London's a private party, so look out for invitations in your inboxes if I like you. <laughs> uh, 20, 20th of February in Falmer, then we're off to Antwerp for the 11th of March, 12th of March we're in Netherlands, 2nd of April we're in Tunbridge Wells, then there's a small Austrian tour from the 26th of April right through to the 30th, and we're extra tough for the 6th of May. Wow. Fucking hell, Dyke is on this team, uh, bruv. Yeah. yeah I love are you lot still getting, are you lot still getting mashup on stage as well? You still... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't go on stage sober. <laughs> Fuck, you I can't do it, man. I cannot, I don't want to blaze, I don't want to drink, I just want to be sober as fuck because otherwise... I think that, you know, because I do it on my own as well, i probably got to hold myself down. But yeah. you guys, you rolled in the uh, bunch, yeah. you know, someone else can help you out if you if you slip up. Well, all them gigs are solo gigs. That's just me and Sammy. Like, I do most of my shows just me and Sammy B-side now, mm. really. Um, that was I Sammy, need, man. Like, I need a bottle of spirits before I go near a stage. Because it's, I, well, a, I enjoy it more, and B, it's just a better performance. I don't know why. It's yeah, no, I hear that. Oh. Yeah. But that's, my, that's own, the way I do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I've seen it, man. I was there many a time at Boo Bap stage where I'm like, how the fuck is he doing that? Bro? Yeah, big up Ivan as well. Get, that's what I'm saying, because Boo Bap, they're starting to play out already, aren't they? Uh, Ivan yeah, and all yeah. that a lot. Big up Theo as well, yeah. UKHH. Of course, man. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, man. This is Dirty Dyke. So how can we get hold of you? It's at Dirty D-I-K-E, right? You got yeah, that's right. People wondering that's about the whole Dyke thing and they don't realise that that's actually your real name. No, it's not. It's not my real name. Don't lie. Ooh. No, it's not. Controversial. <laughs> oh, right. That, see, that's what... Everyone you thinks to, it's your you real name. The, uh, you have to look in, look in the linear notes of my vinyls to find out my real name. <laughs> so where did that come from then, Dirty Dyke? Oh, it's a long, boring story. I'll put it in a tune one day. Okay. <laughs> he was experimenting at certain <laughs> stages in his life. No, no. I was called Dyke from a really young age for graffiti reasons. Ah, oh, oh, not for yeah. lesbian reasons. Nah, not for lesbianism. All the lesbians out there, calm the fuck down. That came later. That came later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can find me at Dirty Dyke SMB at most places: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and there's all the information, tour pages, flyers, blah blah blah, merch, the lot. Yeah, oh, nice, beautiful, wicked man, Dyke man. Thanks for calling in, bruv man. I know you had a little mishap, but I appreciate you calling in. Um, no problem, man. Thank you for having us me. out there, man. And hopefully next time we can get you up live. Um, and you know do the thing properly alright cool, cool man. nice one Dyke man good luck with the uh, album as well obviously in the uh, second leg of the tour yeah man thanks man wicked, wicked. brother so right, see you later. that's Dirty Dyke right there the album is out right about now um, Sucking on Prawns in the Moonlight it's out on the High Focus Records and like I said man this guy he's been doing really well like I've seen him 
from you know starting just like when I was mixing his name up with um, Jam Baxter, I was like calling <laughs> him Jam Baxter and the, and Jam Dirty Dyke, and then f- to ne- from that from then like more or less like three or four years ago to see what he's up to now and how much he's expanded his game. I think is inspiration and I think people should check out his music as well because like I said it's not it's not just a one-sided thing I think off the, from the jump people just kind of look at him and think oh druggy junky dusty junky rubber, yeah, yeah. yeah you know rap hip-hop whatever but he's got depth when man. you check him out yeah yeah he's really got something to say man and so we're going to go into another tune off of his album um Iselham Swamp and this one you probably will get a bit more of that that introspective feel that we're talking about so let's hit it man Dirty Dyke as a That's what I'm talking about right there, boy. That's some introspective shit, right? Soulful. You wouldn't expect to hear Dak talking serious like that, you know? Nah. Like, but nah. I, I like it, man. I like it. The guy's got he's got rhymes, man. So um, yeah, try and cop that LP if you can. Sucking on prawns in the moonlight. Um, Check out the new video as well, Crystal yeah, Cindy. That was Azulham Swamp from Dirty Dyke. Um, so moving on, we're nearly towards the end of the show, man. And you know, usually we get into the Are you taking the piss? Moment. So uh we're going to have to get into that. Well, that what was, was fast. taking a piss for you this year? This year, oh man. Yeah, because yeah, we're in January. We, I could year, be here so for quite know. a long time, you know. Um, why are you taking a piss? Um, people, that, I, I drive quite a lot, so it's when people don't indicate, it riles me. Yeah. Are you yeah. taking a piss? Uh, I ain't going to be, uh, you know, I went to China, I've been to China a couple of times, and the driving out there is fucked up. Like, don't, don't look at me like I can hey, change Because <laughs> when you're saying that about the indicated thing, there was literally, we're in the cab, say we're in the, right, we're in the slow lane, yeah? I, I can't remember if it's the same out there, but there's three lanes, three or four lanes. We're in the slow lane. No, sorry, we're in the second to slow lane. Some, a, uh, a coach, not indicating, just goes diagonally across the thing. That sounds about getting right. It. I was like, what but the fuck? I'm not, I'm not, I, I completely agree. Anyone who doesn't indicate rolls me, but obviously you, no one does maybe over there. There's not mm. as many people do, but we're supposed to over here. Mm. Like, what happens? I mean, unless they're actually True. disabled and they can't use their hand, man, you've got to flick down on the lever. It's really all <laughs> up. It's really easy, <laughs> but really easy. Um, what else annoys me? There's too many things, man. Um, I'll stick to car for a bit, though. Um, when people pull out really fast in front of you, cutting you up, which is fine, mm. but then they sl- go slow. Yeah, I can't stand them older. Look, it's like, usually I find that it's either someone who's really old and you after you've been cussing and blinding yep. and that, then you go you go oh shit, you know it's like grandma's in there, or when they're just on the phone or some shit. They're yeah. usually on the phone or checking their sat nav and whatnot. You know, like all these yep. cabs, you're getting all these um, Toyota Priuses left, right, and centre, and they all do the same shit. Yeah, well, I've stopped. I've stopped swearing now. I used to just go quite aggy and sort of do wanker sign or whatever middle finger, and now is doing quite a, well a very very sarcastic thumbs up and round of applause, um, which they don't like either. But mm. if I did get into a fight, I'd like to go into a court of law and they'd have to explain why they kicked off. <laughs> he gave me a thumbs up and, and applauded me. You can't really start a fight in that there, buddy. So uh, He got you back there, innit, with that one? Yeah. Yeah, I've had a middle finger and then they, they were like on the slip road, middle finger me and then bounced. I was like, yeah, that was all. How brave of you. Yeah, well Do done. I mean? Well done, you. Are uh, you taking a piss for real, mate? Yeah. And what, okay, the tangent was what, you know how records are all quite sort of trendy again the last sort of year or so? For me, I mean, I've just, it wasn't a trend thing it was just that's what we bought do you know what I mean And um, that's true yeah 
Uh, it's just vinyl to anyone who's listening. It's not vinyls. It, it, it really <laughs> pisses me off. The plural for vinyl is vinyl. So, yeah, stop saying vinyls and your new school people. That's an interesting one. Are you taking the piss? Call it vinyl vinyls. <laughs> so, yes. Hey, I like that one. Um, well, let me think. What do I think is taking the piss? What has been taking the piss for me? Probably um, the fact that uh, it took me that long to get rid of this, like, you know, whatever. It's like, I want to know what I've got. Don't just come all feverish. Oh, it's, I've got all the heaters on. I've got, like, you know what I mean, scarf on in bed, and I'm still feeling cold. Just tell me what I've got. If there was some kind of way we could find out. You know, like, your body has a language. Like, when you get spots certain places. So if you get spots on your cheek, usually that means there's something going on with your lungs. Or if you... We just don't know the language. So I'm like... Please let me know what I've got so I could deal with it in the appropriate way. I don't know whether I should be drinking loads of water or not. I should be taking loads of vitamin C or not. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> so, to the human body, are you taking the piss? By not letting me know exactly what the fuck is wrong God, with me so I can sort it. it out. Do you get what I mean? Yes. Actually, I've got one more to add to that. I'm taking the piss. Um, it's when you find, you've got to find out that someone's running late or not turning up. Are you that's, taking the piss? That's, hey, hey, me. Hey, me. Let's, let's get into this now. I, I'm just going to say this. If you, if you feel bad about letting people down, the worst way to let somebody down is to let them down last minute. If you know you can't make it, just say, bruv, I, I'm not sure I can make... You know, if, you, if there's an inkling of you not, might not being able to do something for somebody, just say, you know what, it might be a problem. Don't wait. Don't like... You know, there's Facebook, you can see that there's messages being seen. Or WhatsApp, you can see that the messages have been seen. Or activity. And, yeah. And you're, and you're not answering straight away. It's like, you know what, the best way to let somebody down is just to let them know straight away. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up now with the... Uh, what would you do if money didn't matter? Paul from Greenwich says, if money didn't matter, <laughs> I'd move abroad, away from shitty England. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Sarah Love's probably done the same thing without letting us know. Fifi from Clapham says, if money didn't matter, I wouldn't mind having lots of babies as they wouldn't use up all my money. She sounds like that's, she, what, that's exactly Fifi, what, isn't it? From the way he's written, yeah. Maybe that's a good idea, French. though. I don't know about having lots of babies, but... Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, from Jeremy in Tesco's, he says, I'd buy a big hat. Wicked. Fair yeah, play. That's probably the best answer we got all day. Just quick, because I know you're going to go, listen, man, just been a real pl- treasure. And, True, uh, man. Thanks a lot for coming cool, through, man. man. That was cool. a lot Thank of fun. You Thanks for that. Thanks um, we want to thank staff. everybody who uh, called in. Sarah Love, all the way from Soweto. Um, shout out to Dirty Dyke. Thanks a lot for calling in. Um, we want to make sure everybody keeps locked in. Uh, please download any of our previous shows at Fubar Radio. Uh, com. Um, you've got you had Chuck D on there you've had Big Daddy Kane yeah you can Charlie listen Kuali. to exactly Chester Chess Chester Chess we've Shady Orifice Volgatron of Foreign Beggars we've got DJ Shorty as well uh, I love saying that man up next on Fubar is a badge of friendship with Claire Lim Paul McCallum and Ed Williams thank you very much for listening mother lovers we're going to go out with this one peace